1: Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports today.
0: Kyrie
2: Irving is a Dallas Maverick, but does he solve the Mavs' problem? And what do the Nets do now exactly? Plus, if you're thinking of how your team can trade for Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins, think again. I'm Peter Bukowski. Starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today.
1: Searching all major sports. sports. Found Let's start with the biggest story.
2: This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook partner of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Most of us were just hanging out on Sunday, minding our own business, and then the bombs were dropped. Sham Sharani, Adrian Wojnarowski within seconds. Kyrie Irving traded to the Dallas Mavericks. For Dorian Spinney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, some some picks that we didn't understand quite at first but now have a a little bit better understanding. Do we know? Because they may or may not be after the rapture. Who knows? (laughs) Nick Angstad from Locked On Mavericks joins me now. And and Nick, just initial reaction when you heard the news and saw this come across your phone,
0: you went, what? My initial reaction was, well, guess I'm not going to the gym today. (laughs) I was literally on my way out. But with this Mavericks team... They needed to make a move for a star. They've been trying for years, ever since you get Luca. As soon as halfway through his rookie season, Rick Carlisle realized, "Oh my God, this guy is like he's the one. Like he's he's the one, the one to break the spell. Like <laughs> like whatever reference you want to use." And they decided to just put the, put the ball in his hands, move the team all around him, trade heaven and earth to try and make sure it's a team that fits around Luka Doncic. They tried the Porzingis thing; it didn't work. They went and did a uh, you know they traded Harrison Barnes to try and find somebody that fit better next to him to, with their cap space. That didn't work out. So that they, As soon as they tried to do that, it was how can we get a second star next to Luca? And this was an opportunity for the Mavericks where a star wasn't going to cost a lot. I'm sure we'll talk about why he didn't cost a lot, but he didn't cost as much as some of these other stars that they could have gotten. And now the Mavericks have two all-star starters on their team. And Luca Doncic doesn't really need a ton to win basketball games. Now he has Kyrie Irving next to him. What can that duo be?
2: Fit wise based on what they had to give up and how the pieces that are still on the Mavericks fit around Luka. What what do you think about the basketball fit here?
0: The fit between Luka and Kyrie is amazing, right? (laughs) Like like these two are going to be the best offense in the NBA. I don't think there's anybody else that is going to say, all right, well, you can't play Luka and Kyrie Irving together. Like, of course you can. And of course that... Some people are going to say, well, you only there's only one ball. That doesn't count in 2023 anymore. There's too many good basketball players for you to say, well, we only need one ball handler, and that's it. And now the Mavericks have somebody that can carry the offensive load when Luka's off the court. The Mavericks had 107 points per 100-possession offensive rating when Luka was off the court at any time this year. That's terrible, awful, like really bad. And when Luka was on the court, it was like 118, which is really, really good. So they're really good when Luka's on the court, really bad when he's off the court, and now Kyrie Irving can kind of bridge that gap hopefully The pieces around Luka and and Kyrie now are weird. I I think they're still going to make a move with Tim Hardaway Jr., with Christian Wood. Christian Wood's an expiring contract. He's going to be a free agent this summer. He doesn't seem to be in a long-term future of the Mavericks, and so we'll see what happens with him. I think they still make a couple more moves. They need to get at least one more good defensive player, but now that you've made the move with Kyrie, you've traded one of your first-round picks going forward. You traded Dorian Finney-Smith. You've traded like some of your assets you had that you were saving up for a star player now you can go ahead and trade a first the 2027 first or even the 2025 first with a couple stipulations you can go trade that for a boyan bogdanovich or somebody else that could be available right now so the mavericks have a couple more moves to make but now they have a direction that they're going and uh we'll see if they can make it all the way with this team
2: do you think this is a move that's done with an eye toward long term or is this sort of a short-term audition and then like okay we'll figure it out
0: There's already talks. Like as soon as the trade went down, there's already talks. Well, Kyrie is on an expiring contract right now too. He can be a free agent this summer. The Mavericks, if they don't bring back Kyrie, they don't bring back Dwight Powell, they don't bring back Christian Wood, they could have max contract space this summer. So they could, yeah, it could be a, a, all right, let's try and uh, experiment with this Kyrie thing. If it doesn't work out, then we move on from it. That's a huge risk. They're obviously taking a huge risk in many facets with this Kyrie deal, but they could do that and not move and not, Sign him long term. But the reason why I think the Mavericks bring in Kyrie to get a star, but also Nico Harrison's had a relationship with him for a long time. Nico Harrison, the GM of the Mavericks, he was an executive with Nike for a long time. He was Kobe's Nike guy. He's had a relationship with Kyrie for a long time. And so there's something there. And so now the Mavericks bring in Nico Harrison to try and have the relationship to bring in a Kyrie Irving. And now they need him to keep Kyrie Irving and to keep him interested in basketball keep them interested in the on the court keep them interested in Dallas
2: stay up to date all year on the Dallas Mavericks by subscribing to locked on sports today and locked on Mavericks on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts thanks for making locked on sports today your first listen coming up what does Brooklyn do now before we answer that the Carolina Panthers have a new man in charge of defensive game planning
1: if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. Speaking of point spreads, let's look ahead to Sunday. Right now, FanDuel has the Eagles one-and-a-half point favorites over the Chiefs. That has not budged. Since that line opened a week ago, you can do all this on the Fanduel Sportsbook app that is safe and secure and super easy to use. So join Fanduel today at Fandle.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's Fandle.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with Fanduel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL.
1: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
2: Frank Reich has his new defensive coordinator. The Panthers hired Agiro Evero Sunday evening. Newly minted Broncos head coach Sean Payton allowed Evero out of his contract with Denver to pursue other opportunities. Evero had interviewed for the Panthers head coaching job, for which Reich ultimately was hired. He had also interviewed for head coaching jobs with the Arizona Cardinals and Indianapolis Colts. Evero led the Broncos to a top 10 defense in total defense, rushing defense, and had the top scoring defense at one point in the season. A 51-14 loss to the Rams on Christmas Day. The race, that one. Everett takes over what many consider the strength of the current Panthers roster, which is a little damning with faint praise because the other side of the ball, we have no idea who is going to play quarterback. In front of 58,331 fans at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday, the NFC won 35-33 in a reimagined event that now consists of a series of skills competitions and three separate flag football games no it wasn't a Raider game attendance wouldn't have been that high the revamped Pro Bowl games resulted in greater intensity than recent years and the first NFC victory since the AFC versus NFC format was reintroduced in 2017 the flag games themselves were noticeably more competitive than the standard game of recent years despite not being you know tackle the reduced risk of injury though seemingly motivated players to go a little bit harder Seattle Seahawks quarterback Geno Smith said I didn't know what to expect but I think it turned out Well, didn't mean no one was injured, though. Brown's star pass rusher Miles Garrett dislocated his toe, which, you know, can happen. The NBA said it investigated a post-game incident after the Memphis Grizzlies home game against the Indiana Pacers on January 29th and banned some people from attending games at the FedEx Forum after its probe. The Athletic reported that acquaintances of the Grizzlies' John Morant confronted members of the Pacers' Traveling party near Indiana's bus in the FedEx Forum loading dock after the Grizzlies won a 112 100 win that evening. The Athletic reported a laser coming from an SUV that is reported Morant was riding in was pointed toward Pacers players, coaches, and others in the loading area. In a statement from the NBA to the Athletic, the NBA states that a confrontation did take place, but there was no evidence. Of the presence of a weapon. Morant tweeted on Sunday that a friend of his was banned from FedEx Forum Games for a year. Speaking of the Grizzlies, they fell to the Raptors on Sunday.
3: One last win for old time's sake. Sean Woodley here from On Raptors to break down the Toronto Raptors' 106-103 win over the Ja Morant, Stephen Adams, Dylan Brooks, Les Memphis Grizzlies. On Sunday, a win that pushes the Raptors to 4-3 on the seven-game Western road trip that was meant to determine whether they're going to be buyers or sellers at the deadline. And though they went 4-3, and the quality of wins on the on the trip against Portland, a not-very-good Blazers team against the Rockets in pretty uninspiring fashion on Friday, and then against a the shorthanded Grizzlies team by just three points on Sunday, suggests that this Raptors team is probably on the verge of at least having something happen to it trade-wise. And the two guys who I think everyone kind of has their eyes on right now are Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam. Siakam, not so much because he's going to get dealt. I'd be very surprised if that happened. But Fred Van Vliet and Siakam have been teammates on the Raptors since 2016, when they were prized jewels of the Raptors' incredible 2016 draft class that featured Jakob Bertle as well as Siakam in the first round, and Fred Van Vliet as an undrafted free agent. There's a very real possibility this is the last time we will see those two play together, which is a pretty somber realization
2: for a Raptors team that is very much disappointed this season and the Cavaliers took care of business on the road against the aforementioned Pacers. Pacers lose
4: again, this time dropping a game to the Cleveland Cavaliers, 122-103. I'm Tony East, host of Locked On Pacers, here to tell you about the Pacers' miserable second half. Pacers were winning in the middle of the second quarter, then they were down 14 at halftime. They were down by as much as 28 at points in this game. They completely fell apart in the second half. They couldn't stop the Cavs at all who rolled in the interior battle 58 points in the paint for cleveland whose size gave the pacers fits they did a good job putting pressure on all-star guard tyrese halberton they shifted around well defensively made it hard on anyone except for miles turner who had a nice game with 27 points to have a good night and the pacers struggled to win again they have not won consecutive games since january 6th and january 8th it's now been a month since the Pacers have won two in a row. They're now tied for 11th in the Eastern Conference. They are really struggling, and they beat the Cavs earlier this season. This felt like a game that they could get some momentum going and win. Yet instead, they lose by 19 points. We'll break it all down and more on the Lockdown Pacers podcast.
1: Here is another story you need to know.
2: The Kyrie Irving to the Mavericks trade came together as fast as I can remember a superstar trade coming together. Over the weekend, we get the report Kyrie wants out. I, not even 24 hours later. No, it was a little more than 24 hours later. We get the report, the the bombs from Woj and Sharania that this deal is done, and it might not be the last deal the Brooklyn Nets make before the trade deadline, or if we include this summer. Adam Armbrach from Locked On Nets joins me now, and and Adam, let's let's roll it back a second. Let's start with we get the news that Kyrie Irving wants out. I don't know, things seem to be going pretty good in Brooklyn. So what happened? Yeah, uh, life comes at you fast when you cover (laughs) the Brooklyn Nets. That's
5: the nature of this beast. Um, Essentially, back in the offseason, the Nets had had contract negotiations around the extension with Kyrie Irving. It seemed to fall apart around language and wanting to attach some guarantees and some qualifying language that was going to say games played or how far the team went, all those little things. And at that point, after he had opted in Kyrie Irving to the final year of his deal, they said, we'll continue to talk and we'll see how things go. Kevin Durant obviously gets injured, but they're treading water. They had one of their best stretches of their franchise history this season. And Kyrie Irving, without Kevin Durant, was leading the team. like He was the reason they were still holding as the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. They went back to the table around negotiations. And seems like the language was still there from Brooklyn's standpoint. And I don't think Kyrie Irving anticipated it. I think that this last two-month stretch was enough for him to say, I've, I've done enough, I've checked the boxes, and I want the long-term guarantee. The Nets were unwilling to do that. And he immediately, in quick order, rejected the offer and requested the trade. At which point, I think the Brooklyn Nets were, one, taken aback by that, and two, felt like it was the right opportunity to say, okay. This is the breaking point for all of us.
2: Let's get the deal done. Let's move on. And they were able to get back some some players that when Kevin Durant gets back to 100%, they can go and, you know, can they win the East with this team? Maybe not. You said on your live show that that now there's still time. They can go and, and make another move to add another piece if they feel like they can do that to push them a little bit further up in the standings here. But it does seem like the pieces, at least... That that we we know about for right now the the picks are are potential that there's some nice fits here. What do you think of the basketball move in terms of what this team looks like now?
5: Yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie. Obviously, Brooklyn Nets fans are familiar with him. Spent four seasons. The with jersey swaps,
2: team. they're incredible.
5: You gotta love it. But although the last season with Brooklyn was when he got injured, so we never got to see him with Kevin Durant and what that can look like. You know, you get an on-ball score, has a little more size. It's funny, Doug pointed out when we discussed this that maybe it opens the door for a Cam Thomas slightly larger role, especially in the short term with still not having Kevin Durant. So you can start to think about how he replaces the scoring production, not the one-to-one talent of Kyrie Irving, but the production. Dorian Finney-Smith, another guy that Kevin Durant has spoken highly of over the last couple of seasons, he's a veteran. He can step right in again in the short term with Ben Simmons nowhere to be found at the moment and fill into a starting role for this team. Also long, has the length on the defensive side, can be a corner three-point shooter. We did not think, while the whole spectrum was on the table, that necessarily the Nets were going to be able to make a trade that brought back both draft capital and also legitimate, functioning, starting rotation players. So this is really, in a lot of ways, I think about the desperation of Dallas and the willingness to part with these two key players because they're in a bit of a panic mode around Luka, I think, at this point, it affords the Nets to say, we are playoff competitive, we can win that first-round series, we'll see where we go from there, and as you mentioned, the timing of this, making the trade within 48 hours of the request, now still leaves several days for the Brooklyn Nets to go back to the market, armed with additional draft capital, and try to pursue another significant player to improve this team's chances.
2: Stay up to date all year on the Brooklyn Nets by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Nets on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, stop imagining T. Higgins in any other uniform other than the Bengals.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and the calories, then you have to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays and I know my goal is to eat a little bit healthier. I'm not feeling my best right now. I'm dealing with a little bug of some kind. And you know what I reached for? I reached for a built Bar because I knew it was going to fuel my body with good stuff, the protein, but not all of the goopy stuff. Low in sugar and not crazy. Calories are about 17 grams of protein, which is 4 grams of sugar and 130 calories. And the taste, the taste has become comfort food for me because they're so good. The puffs, the, the brownie batter puffs, I had a coconut puff. They are unbelievable. And now you don't have to wait. To go to built.com to get your order. I ordered mine from built.com, but you could just go to Walmart or Sam's Club and pick up a box today. Most NFL fans out there are beginning to look at trades that their favorite team could make to get better. A popular player in these scenarios, Bengals wide receiver T Higgins. If you ask Jake Lisko and James Rapine from Locked on Bengals, though, there's no chance T is going anywhere
6: oh, the, the Bengals' backs are going to be against the wall. They can't keep both of these guys and pay Burrow, and the bill's coming due. When has Mike Brown's back ever, and I mean ever, even if it really felt like it even locally, been against the wall? When has he ever said, man, you know, did you see at Matt Bears fan 86 on Twitter?
1: Mm-hmm.
6: We might have to trade T. Higgins. No, what Mike Brown is going to say is, We tried to get a deal done. Can't wait to watch T Higgins catch passes from Joe Burrow. And that's the part that I think these, these fan bases don't realize is we just saw it with a a player who I think is really good in Jesse Bates is not T Higgins is not the, the equivalent is not as valuable to the team and their success. And look what they did with Jesse. I I think worst case for the Bengals T Higgins is a Bengal for the next two seasons, even if no extension gets done because It'll be year four of his rookie deal. And then, oh, wait, they have a franchise tag they can use. And I think they would certainly use it if they needed to. I don't buy no chance. A small chance? A little chance?
2: An eensy-weensy chance? Absolutely. And here's why. Joe Burrow is about to make a bazillion dollars. And they have to do it like now. And Jamar Chase in a year is going to get a bazillion dollars, okay? So you are locked into those guys. Gilberto could push for something close to $60 million a year. Jamar Chase could get something close to $30 million a year. That's 90 million on the cap already. Now the cap in a couple of years is going to keep going up. But are you really going to have three players that account for half your salary cap? Is that a sustainable way to build a team. And then you look at the history of ownership. Not always a group that wants to spend big money. They spent more on free agency lately because they have a team that looks like it can contend. But when the rubber meets the road and you have to pay your quarterback all this money and you have to pay this other star receiver all this money is an ownership that has a history of, we'll call it frugality. Are they really going to want to pay another receiver that much money when there are issues at the offensive line? There are issues on defense. Maybe they lose Luana Anarumo and he can't cover for some of the personnel deficiencies. And let's say a team comes in and says, we'll give you the Tyreek Hill deal. We'll give you the Devontae Adams deal. We'll give you a first and a second for the guy. It's a conversation you at least have to have, or maybe most teams don't have to have it, but. I don't know, are we there yet with the Bengals? And finally, Aaron Rodgers proved he can still win championships. Well, golf ones. He and Ben Silverman of Canada held a one-shot victory Sunday at the Pro-Am portion of the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. The prize is their name listed on the wall, which features Pro-Am winners, tournament winners, USGA champions at Pebble, and more. Rodgers said of the accomplishment, it's always been on my bucket list. Maybe he can get traded to the PGA. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up, we'll look at who we foresee will win the Super Bowl. So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.